Aloha kakou everyone and welcome to the Sisters in Crisis podcast. I'm your host, Verna Mokulehua, and today's episode, episode number four, is entitled Codependency and Where It Bleeds Into. Now, although this podcast is entitled Sisters in Crisis, I want to remind you all that this podcast is open to all people of either men or women and people of all ages, whether it be from teenagers to adults to senior citizens. I feel that these messages are good to just hear and to learn about and how we can apply them into changing our life. So I want to talk about codependency, which is a relationship that's based on dysfunction. It's usually a one-sided relationship where one person relies on another for validation. And this is done by seeking their emotional needs and expecting them to be fulfilled by their partner. So oftentimes it's seen to whereas one person will be the enabler to possibly an immature person or someone who is not willing to fulfill their part in the relationship. And this could be due to just pure laziness an addiction or just a feeling of inadequacy or underachieving behaviors this is especially powerful when two dependent codependents find the perfect partner so that they can do um, opposite type of behaviors and play them upon each other so that this dynamic in their relationship will last a lifetime and it's usually a lifetime of havoc. So codependency is correlated to the original topic of the first podcast in trauma bonding. It's seen most often in individuals who come from families where their emotional needs were not met by their parent or caregiver, either by being emotionally abused, neglected, or possibly abandoned. So if you learn to subordinate your own needs to cater to your parents' needs, then you've applied that theory of a learned pattern of behavior attachment. So the the term codependency was first used decades ago to describe co-alcoholics, but through further research, it has been shown that the characteristics apply to different groups of people ranging in age uh, and gen- or gender, struggling from different factors and different issues, not just alcohol abuse. So in codependency as a caregiver partner, often this gives them the opportunity to feel an exaggerated sense of being needed or a chance to be the rescuer. And this allows the taker in the relationship to be the selfish and manipulative partner in this and will often use the other person to avoid taking responsibility and just prolonging the need for them to make personal changes in their growth and behaviors for themselves. And it is also known that the families of codependents struggle more than the couple themselves Oftentimes, the, t- the children will have lower problem-solving abilities and will tend to have a higher chance of becoming addicts than themselves in substance or behaviors later in life. 
So symptoms of people struggling with codependency often wrestle with certain traits, some of which are low self-esteem, lack of boundaries, caretaking, control, poor or lack of communication, obsessiveness, uh, feelings of being abandoned or rejected, denial, lack of intimacy, and emotional hurts. So these are various uh, characteristics of codependent people. And while I never thought, you know, myself or very rarely thought of the word codependent, I found it to be something that a lot of people struggle with. And I'm not just saying that to, um, you know, belittle anyone. I'm just saying I didn't realize that it was just such a common thing in in just difficult relationships. So I want to talk about some of these things. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is low self-esteem. So a feeling of feeling inadequate or not meeting the standards of influential or important people in their lives. These people with low self-esteem often end up doubting their abilities or secretly comparing themselves to others. It shows up through sometimes arrogance or being conceited about themselves. But that though is usually a disguise to distract from their own beliefs and their own true fear of being inadequate. Now another symptom trait uh, is that of people pleasing. You know, and this is normally to avoid feeling rejected. And as a codependent will go out of their way to please their partner, even if it means putting their own needs aside, they will. So having to say no to someone causes them to doubt themselves and will often give them an anxiety. So in other words, saying yes to people is overall easier for them because there's a less chance of them being a disappointment to themselves or to someone. Another characteristic is a person with a lack of boundaries. So with lack of boundaries, this plays in a situation where there is no limit as to how much advantage you allow someone to take of you. And this applies in all areas of your life for yourself. So allowing someone unlimited access to your body, your finances, into your home, your time, your emotional support, your belongings, these have no deep meaning for you, for yourself, because you feel responsible for your partner or someone else's emotional needs. So you put them before you. Now another characteristic is in caretaking. So if you take care of another party so, so much that you begin to give up on yourself, that becomes toxic. You will keep trying to fix them, even if they don't want to fix themselves or are not ready. And often, if your partner or your friend doesn't want the help, the role as a caretaker will take on this feeling of being personally rejected and you'll you'll just end up being the one sad even if the other person was the one 
you that you thought was sadder and needed to be fixed. So oftentimes that will not work to your benefit. Another trait factor is uh, control. And in a controlling person, this helps people to think that their life is in order. So it's difficult to live life in chaos. So rather than setting boundaries and goals and risking failure, it's just easier to lose yourself in alcohol, drugs, or any other kind of addiction that helps you forget about just not being able to control what was important. This is also where binge eating, starving yourself, hoarding, sex addiction, and gambling begin to show up and surface. Next factor is poor or lack of communication. So you are afraid to be truthful because you don't want to upset someone. You feel being rejected, so you avoid discussing things in detail or having to work hard to overcome your addictions or behaviors. So a feeling of being a failure is often a big part of poor communication. Next is obsessiveness of codependents, which are seen to, whereas they spend all their time thinking about people and what those people think of them. So you have this obsessed thoughts and your mind is just fixed on other people and what they think of you and that just drives you to constantly be chasing after that dream and this is caused by anxieties and fears sometimes they will fantasize on how they would like things to be or how they yearn to be loved to avoid the actual present state of reality And codependents are afraid of being abandoned or rejected. They need people to constantly validate their worthiness. Some some people need to be in a constant relationship with someone, even if it entails switching partners. It is done just to meet their fear of being abandoned. And this also makes it hard for them to leave a relationship even if the relationship is, is an abusive or painful one, uh, they will often feel stuck in trying to find a way out because of the fear of being abandoned and alone. So the next one is denial. And this too is a huge factor. People will deny their feelings and needs and will often act like they are self-sufficient when in fact they are so, so fearful. I've also seen denial go so far and beyond that it had turned into a form of compulsive lying to where this person hid so many secrets or left out so many details that no one could ever figure out how to confront them of lying because they they merely didn't share the essential details So often there are a lot of holes in a story or an explanation and probably denial is the factor. Next is lack of intimacy. Now we're not just talking about sex, we're talking about being able to be intimate or real about our love and affection with our partners, 
or someone we are in an intimate relationship with. This is because rejection is such a huge fear in a codependent person that they will tend to be afraid to show too much of their real self just in case they are not accepted or received as they had hoped for. And in reference to sex, yes, sexual dysfunction is a reflection of lack of intimacy problem, but it's not the whole issue. It's a contributing factor. Emotional hurts or scars are also a reason a codependent exists. It's always difficult to remember things that are extremely emotionally painful and possibly we were not mature enough or capable of processing it at that time. So rather than heal from emotional pain, we create our own anxiety by keeping the hurt within us. Even if it's spilling over into other areas of our lives, the anxiety is created by fear of judgment, rejection, or abandonment. So later, this anxiety will turn into a form of depression, anger, resentment, and despair. Now, when these feelings take over, you may feel numb and may feel like you're living outside of your skin, right? Remember the fight or flight mode in trauma bonds? This is what we're talking about. This is when your cortisol level will once again rise up and just be at a point so high you won't even know how to feel about your situation. So what do we do when we find ourselves to be a codependent? Well, there are many things we can do. And depending on where you are, you can choose as you see fit. You may attend a Celebrate Recovery program, which is what I've always looked to as a program or thought it was a program just for drug or alcohol abusers. But this program can simply apply to people who want to recover from toxic behaviors, even if you don't have an issue with drugs or alcohol. You may find the proper support needed to keep you accountable and on track in an in an environment like this. So the program is geared and open to the public and is often run by a church or a recovery facility. So you go to where you will feel comfortable. Say for instance, if you go to church on a normal basis and consider yourself comfortable with others in sharing the same faith, you will probably find that a support group with members of the same community, you'd find them to be helpful. Or maybe if you're the type of person that is not comfortable in in a multi-person environment, if you have one trustworthy person that you can confide to and ask for support, then go right ahead and ask. Make clear guidelines that you want to stick to so that they can help you to be accountable and also help you through the things that are difficult, that they won't just give up on you when or if you should fail a few times before getting stronger. There's a certain amount of compassion to have, but you also need to realize that although growth is difficult, you need to stay accountable because this is going to be for your own benefit. 
So how do we go about this? So let's do this. The first step would be abstinence. This is to detach yourself of whatever you've been addicted to in either the substance or as a codependent person. Sometimes thinking that people pleasing couldn't be as bad as being addicted to drugs or alcohol. But in reality, the toxicity and the havoc it will have in your life, it could be the same or possibly even worse. So focusing on you and yourself and your needs is what you will need to understand first and foremost. So you may find it helpful to write them down and to give them to your accountability partner so that they too will have a clear understanding on where you are and what the goal is that you want to obtain. So sometimes we're afraid of revealing our true selves and the lies we've been telling them as well as our own selves. But seeing something written in clear form is a great first step in admitting to your problem. Next, we have awareness. Awareness of your vulnerability and your weaknesses are a good thing. Don't look at it as a bad. The awareness part is great. Be aware that the old you rejected you to begin with. So that may be why or how we became codependents. We may have been taught this way of thinking by our caregivers when we weren't receiving the emotional love and support we needed as children. We weren't taught how to be nurtured. We weren't heard or respected as members of the family. We learned to find comfort by turning to other things like food, drugs, alcohol, or video games. These things that would allow us to just mentally check out from the reality of our feelings of hurt that we were enduring. So don't listen to the perfectionist voice in yourself by criticizing yourself with negative talk when you fall. Remember that the voice initially came from your abuser or someone who mistreated you. So this is until you took that voice upon yourself to claim it as your own. So we need to get rid of that voice. We need to unlearn those things that the voice has been telling us all these years. This is going to be a big step. And this is going to be one of the most key and essential things you'll be doing is to unlearn that command of the voice in you. So the next thing is going to be acceptance, meaning self-acceptance, not acceptance of people-pleasing and all the other stuff that we were doing before, but self-acceptance. This is something we will have to work on for the rest of our lives. We will fall short in life and we will make mistakes along the journey. And that's just part of being human. We make mistakes and we need to learn how to forgive ourselves of them. But we also need to make a choice to correct them. So before we can change ourselves, we have to accept ourselves and the situation that we are in. There's no judgment or condemnation for accepting who we are. We have to remember, we are all God's children. 
We were meant to live a life of joy and happiness, not a life of codependency and self-soothing and toxic behaviors. To be able to forgive others, we must first be able to forgive ourselves. You cannot, you cannot give of yourself constantly if you don't take care of yourself. Life would just be a constant struggle of unhappiness and a feeling of unworthiness, loneliness, and just straight up exhaustion. Instead of trying to find constant ways of manipulating others or trying to get around things as well as you're trying to do that in your own mind, really just accept who you are and what you really need and what it is that you want to become. There's nothing wrong with wanting joy, love, and peace in your life. Who doesn't want that? And why should you be deprived of that? You deserve that. So the next step, the next step is action. What kind of action? Growth is the action. This is what you want to happen. Change behavior patterns. This is going to be hard and scary at times, but it also will be fulfilling and rewarding. And that feeling is so much greater than the negatives. If you are a former perfectionist, you will probably love making checklists, right? Okay, well, let's make a checklist. But let's make a realistic one. One for yourself. One that you would want to have. So, in other words, this is going to be a checklist which allows you to make gradual life applicable steps. Doing something you were afraid to do, like going for a walk instead of having a beer. Speaking up by saying no instead of doing something you already know you're going to regret. Instead of relying on someone or something to make you happy, go. you go ahead and make yourself happy by doing something that you would be proud of you of accomplishing. So each time you check something off your list, know that you are becoming stronger and healthier. You're going to notice your confidence level is rising as well as your self-esteem. And you will become more assertive in making better decisions for yourself and will no longer be afraid to proclaim that in healthy ways. Give yourself what you deserve. The love and the respect you were looking for to get from others all these years Those things need to come from you. No one is going to see your worth if you devalue yourself. You project what others see. Yes, I know. It's easy to put on a mask. I've done it myself my whole entire life. But you also know that it is exhausting. And really, it's just a lie. There's nothing wrong with who you are or where you came from. What matters most is who you will become. So this was a topic that was hard for me to look at. I didn't realize that so many things um, play into the traits and the people that we become and the people we get attached to. So I just want to say that this is something that we all are going to need to work on in life. I don't 
when I think about it, I don't know anybody who's not in a codependent relationship at some point or another. Even the ones that we see as the perfect couple. I truly believe that behind closed doors, we all struggle with something or other from this list. So give yourself grace. Give your partner grace. Be willing to work on things. And, you know, if we're not wor- if we're not willing to change ourselves, we cannot expect the other person to change. So just know that it's going to be up to you what you proclaim of yourself, what you demand for yourself, and what you are willing to accept is going to be the most important things in this growth process. Just know that you have to give your chat you have to give yourself an allowance for shortcomings for failures it's not an excuse so i'm not saying i'll go screw up 10 times i'm saying give yourself realistic expectations things that you think you can gradually work on and with that let's just keep each other accountable let's continue to pray for one another Let's continue to support each other and to lift each other up, not bring each other down. And with that, I hope that you found some of this information helpful. So this time in my podcast, I want to pray for you all. So if you want to just all take a moment and bow your heads, uh, I want to to pray over all of us. Okay, so let's go ahead with that. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you that you are a great God and you are not a condemning God, Lord, that you give us grace and you give us chances and opportunities to grow in our journey and our walk in life with you. Father God, I just pray that your hand would be upon each and every person listening to this podcast, Lord, that they wouldn't see themselves as victims, but Lord, rather that they would see themselves as children of God, your children, your children who deserve great and good things, your children who deserve to be happy, to be fulfilled, to be loved, to be just appreciated. Father, these are all the things that we may have been hoping for as children but never got to receive. But Lord, it is time now that um, that we work on these things, Lord, that to be able to receive these things, we have to allow ourselves to open up and to be the change. So Father, I pray that you would work in each and every one of us in changing our hearts, Lord, and helping us unlearn the ways of our past, Father, and just instill in us the transformation that you want for us in our lives and in our future. So Lord, we thank you so, so much for who you are and what you will be doing. Lord, we lift these things. I lift every person up to you in this podcast so lord we thank you we praise you and we love you in jesus name amen so my friends until we meet again take care of each other and god bless you all aloha